listening to the UK and the world's favorite wrestling podcast, RTM Wrestling with your hosts, Andy and Emma. And it started. Started. I'm in a big old vape, man. Oh yeah, you vape away, vape away, vape away. Considering we're in the uh, the hour long now preamble show, yeah, to accompany the main show, yeah. Well, we just Having talk a... shit. Having a drink. It's like being on your holidays, isn't it? Feels like I'm on fucking holidays. It's unbelievably hot. I know it's fucking awful. I'm sick of it. Let me check my weather app because I want to know if it's over tonight. I want I want tonight to, to finish now, like, but it, but it to finish not tomorrow morning. Tonight feels okay. like it'll never be normal again. That's what I thought when I was in when I was in the bedroom folding up washing. And it's hot as fucking there. I was like, I can't imagine ever being cold anymore. Well, it, we we've got it all right because we've got an aircon machine for the front room. Mm. Um. So you don't really feel it until you go outside or until you you know you're doing something else. Um, so I feel quite lucky in that respect. True. But, Jesus Christ. Today was particularly hot. What's what's going on? Oh fucking global warming. Well, dude. Who cares? Can't control it. I'll just keep washing out my baked bean tins and recycling, doing my bit. Yeah, well, then, and then they just put it in a <laughs> landfill somewhere. Yeah, just put it in the sea. Like, I clean it for the ocean. I saw clean, clean the tuna fish for the tuna fish. Again, I, I didn't click into it because I've got my uh, my Google news feed quite carefully cur- curated, if that's how you say it, if that's mm-hmm. how you pronounce it, um, to anime, Magic the Gathering, and uh, wrestling, the odd wrestling story. Mm-hmm. Because I worked out that if something... Do you remember I used to say, like, oh, you know, something at the Kardashians done would pop up? Oh, yeah. I can say, not interested in this. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so I've been doing that for the past month, and now I don't get anything. That's all or football, like soccer for Americans. Um, that that comes up on it as well. Um, and then the odd, like, humanitarian story, which I had to say fuck off to. I had to drop it off. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, in t- by 20... 2030, the oceans are going to be overflowing with plastic. And I was like, whose fucking idea was it to put plastic in the ocean? Like, who was the first twat that went, let's do this? Oh, it's so depressing. Everything sucks. Well, that's why I I knocked it off. I was like, because you know what I'm like, I can't can't have it. I'd rather rather know what the next magic set is. Yes. Apparently, you're going to be able to use stickers. Oh yeah, I remember well, you saying sounds, that sounds lame. It sounds so shit. Yeah. But uh, what, what are you gonna do? Put a beanie hat on her, on me Nigathrod. <laughs> hey, do they have clothes for them? Like one of them, like them things you used to get, where you used to like put clothes on. Do you know what? Right. And I, I know nobody listening to this will give it a flying shit, but I'm gonna go. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. I've watched like three videos on what this new sticker mechanic is. And it's basically like, you know, if something comes onto the battlefield, it's got plus two counter or whatever like that. But instead of, you know, putting a dice on top saying this is, you know, mm-hmm. now a 3-3, three, three, you put a sticker on it. And all and the, and the stickers, yeah, it's because I've got my elbow oh. on the table. Uh, the stickers have different effects. 
And it's well, like, why not just have counters? Why would you put a sticker on your car? Hey, this is the question. And then like, what do you, and the I understand point? they're like repealable, I imagine. But yeah, then, like, where are, the fuck yeah. do you put them? Do you have like a little peely book that you have to stick them all back in? I think so. Oh, fuck before before the start of the game, and the the thing that's it's cheap as cheap yeah, as cheap out as there. fuck. But the, the the thing that they've they've said is that um, as in wizards, the people who make it, they've said that oh they they want to encourage younger people to play, which is bollocks because they've made it, it right. To give you a little bit of backstory, they used to have unsets which were like silver bordered, not legal in anything. They're just there for fun. Mm-hmm. And that's when the before secret lairs, you know, the uh, Street Fighter ones and all uh-huh. that shit, Stranger Things, they used to put things like Transformers in it. So it was like a bit of a fun set that you could play with, but it's not legal or anything like that. These fucking sticker things are legal. So you're going to, you know, you could be at a command night mm. and you've got your normal deck and this cunt in the corner is like peeling stickers off and putting them on his cards and stuff. Oh please, no one's gonna do that. Well, you'd be surprised. It depends. It depends how how because um, obviously people are insane like they want to win. It depends how good the cards are. So if if there's a card in this Infinity or whatever, that is ridiculous. Mm. But it uses the sticker mechanic. Everybody will be using it because it's the it's the card to go for. So. I don't know, but yeah, I'd, re- I'd prefer to uh, whinge about that than how much plastic's in the sea. Yeah, agree. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm all right. It's been a bit hot. Oh, that fucking cunt is still hammering next door. I can't it's even. It's ten past eight. What is he doing? Do you want to check to see if it comes up on the mic? Because I it's... don't think that will. What the fuck are you doing? How is he still hammering? It, it will come up, but it'll be it'll be fairly muted. It won't be quite as loud. But it's what have... the fuck is this? Right, so this guy next door. Oh my god, I can't even. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Who needs to hammer that much? What are you? No, doing? I don't give a fuck about hammering. It's the time. It's fucking ten past eight, and this twat. Right, he's the nicest guy. He's such a lovely. Man. He's such a lovely guy. He always lets on when we go out. <clears throat> but we're in a we're in like a, a, a group of like six flats. Four flats. Four flats, sorry. Well, yeah, so five if you include downstairs. And then there's a house next door. This guy's had a fucking, like... A tr- a, what what are they called? Cherry a cherry picker. picker. Yeah. He's had a cherry... He's just rented a cherry picker. And he's been, like, drilling and banging all fucking day. I was at high level with a cunt before. It's ridiculous. Because he brown the back. And he was, yeah. like, fucking... It was, like, going down. I just looked out. He's fucking but face But he's, he's so meek. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Is he the guy who, had the, who has the car? And he tinkers with the car? No. Is that a different I, I, I think dude? that's a different guy. That's just oh a weirdo as well. I tell you what. But what the fuck are you doing at, like, nearly quarter past eight at night? Waited all day to do a show because I knew he was fucking doing that and he's still going at this time. But he's not been hammering for friggin' ages and he's just started again. Oh, he's a, he's a fucking Mental. mong. Absolute mong. We've never you, seen, you can't even we've say never mong seen... anymore, can you? No, you can't. Should you shouldn't be, say should that. should be worried about that. Um, I've ne- we've never seen his partner. That's going to piss me the fuck off. I think we just need to crack on. We can't wait. Can you? Can you do? Can you honestly do it? Well, if that carries on, that's gonna drive me up the fucking wall. Why don't you go and speak to him? I'm not going fucking speaking to him because I'll end up. I'll end up getting. But you're dead up. nice. He'll be, and he's dead nice. It has to be a very nice conversation. It's, it's got to be. Into, is it? It's an internal thing. And 
I'm sorry, guys, you've got to listen to this, but this is just the realities of... Uh... He still looks his fucking... I don't, do you know what? I don't think it's him. What do you mean? Because he, I think he's still outside. Can you, I think he's still outside and he's cherry picker, so it's somebody else. Oh, do you think it's upstairs? You are? Do you think it's upstairs? Yeah, yeah. Twats. It'll be somebody putting a fucking... I don't know. I, I don't, I don't oh, you don't shit. need to hammer that much. I put up, like, two, I, put, I, I put up bookcases and yeah. you need to hammer, like, a bit. You don't need to hammer that much to do anything. What the fuck are you doing? Oh my god. We can pause if you want and give it till nine. No, because I don't I don't want to be here till one in the morning. Like I doing know. a fucking podcast. Like I want to actually try and get some sleep. Anyway. Do you, do you want to at least have a listen to it and see how bad it is? It's not coming up as a massive sound wave. It's coming up as a tiny, tiny, tiny. But that's still fucking annoying for people listening. It'll be fine. Let's just crack on. Oh, I'm in a foul mood now. I know, it does right piss mood. you off, doesn't it? Yeah. Pisses me off too. Anyway, I don't think you got that far into asking you how you are well it was alright how, all right you, how you the last month's been since we've been <laughs> on the show yeah, it's been a few weeks uh, yeah I'm alright just been working just been going to the office every day that's been me really I've not yeah. done anything else been watching Nothing a lot of shite TV a lot of below deck Mediterranean going on at the moment um, then people pay a lot for them yachts you know for a couple yeah. of days it costs like hundreds yeah, of thousands, thousands and, yeah. and they tip like 20 grand at the end as a tip, and all and all the all the scum that are working on the boat, are like they all share it out. Yeah, yeah. They all share, but it's like who's like who's got twenty grand in cash just as a tip? A criminal. Fucking rich as fuck. These people. It makes me feel ill. And the fact that they've had so many episodes of it and so many different variations is like, is there that many people who are that rich? I don't know. Like it's just no. I can't. Can you not? I can't do it. Let me stop. And we're back. We took a 15 minute break. We think he's stopped. Well, he's definitely stopped because he's now dead. No, we've I'm had joking. 15 minutes of just pure <laughs> slagging him off. Tw- yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> this poor, lovely man is like, so I don't know what I don't know what the fuck he's doing, oh, but he's doing he's something. Fucking break. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's fucking half eight on a Sunday night. Sunday? I know. Please. Is it Sunday? It's Sunday today, yeah. I know, yeah. I, I mean, how bad. How bad do you hate your wife and kids? So for <laughs> half <laughs> needs me drink out. At <laughs> uh, half past eight on a Sunday, you fucking like. It, it was funny how like when the football's on, nothing, nothing's going on. Like no, nothing's true, true. going on. As soon as the football stops, he's out in his fucking cherry picker. Go oh, just go, just gonna do a few of this, love. I just find it obnoxious making that just, much just, noise. Just a twat. Huh? No, but anyway, you know. Yeah, it's what it is. We hope well, he stops. If he carries on, if he carries we'll on, to, we'll if he carries to... on, he's dying. I'm <laughs> going to push him off the <laughs> damn thing. If I open the window strong enough, he's going to hit the deck. So, you know. Well, we were up to on the podcast me saying I was watching Below Deck and there was lots of rich people. Bollocks. Oh yeah, pure yeah, fucking I bollocks. I was saying nothing I interesting. I um, I feel like, I feel like I've not got a lot going on at the moment, really. I'm kind of just working, and I keep having to remind myself, as we were having a conversation the other night, we're not long back off our big summer holiday. Yeah. So I was always having this time to recoup recoup some cash, just chill out, stop spending money, just get some yeah. bit, you know, 
recover financially recover and emotionally recover recover, from two weeks at at disney parks um but yeah it feels like i've not got a lot going on really and i guess apart from working yeah well and i had a bit of a crisis the other day didn't i yeah when i felt exactly the same thing i was just like because obviously for me at the moment I'm like waiting to start this uni thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I find out in a couple of days where I've actually got on the course. I'm pretty confident I have, but you know there might be another podcast where I'm crying my eyes out because oh, I'm not. No. Um, so so that's hanging over me a little bit because I'm yeah. not a hundred percent certain. Even though I am, it's one of them where you've not seen it in writing yet. Mm. You know, and I don't know what the the grades of the last assignment was. Um, but you know, she's so black. That teacher was so blase. You know, it's probably fine. But without that, I've got enough points. I'm pretty certain I've got enough points. So I'm kind of just waiting for that. So at the moment, I'm I'm not doing a lot. I'm just playing video games. You know, I've, I've, it shows you how bad it is. I'm playing Assassin's Creed, Jesus which Christ. is the worst game, the the worst series of games I've ever ever come across. If you were at some sort of support group for people who were feeling a bit blah. And you uttered those words, there'd have been a gasp. Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh Jesus Christ, things must be oh, bad. With this... all the games that are out, and he's playing fucking Assassin's Creed. This this will be his breakthrough. This will be his breakthrough moment where he's hit absolute rock bottom. Absolute rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because the only the only Assassin's Creed game that I've ever enjoyed, and I, and and I say enjoyed to a degree, like I've not liked it. I've just gone, oh yeah, this is you know all right for passing some time. Was Black Flag is the pirate one so I re-downloaded that was just playing through that and I thought oh you know fuck it I'll, I'll re-download Valhalla again and mm. try that um, parts I, of that look kind of fun when I was looking yeah, over yeah, yeah. it is but the combats the combat is the worst so when when you play in a game for me like the bits that really jar me out of it are when the character does stuff that aren't within the realms of of physics for the game right and what i mean by that is like if you walk up to a treasure chest to loot it mm-hmm. to open it and and reap the the rewards that are inside he should stop before the treasure chest or like when when you when you you know it should be instantaneous like every every movement should be instantaneous it does it but assassin's creed's never been like that what does he do? So back in the old days, when the really bad ones, you know, you, you can run... If you wanted to run up a wall and just catch the top of the wall, nine, literally nine times out of ten, the cunt would run up the wall and jump backwards. And, and it's like, what are you doing? And, I, and now, now that's gotten so much better to the point where when I'm looting chests, I'm on top of the chest. <laughs> And it's just like, why, why? I said stop running. I stopped running. And yet he just, he carries on that extra couple of steps because it's not intuitive. The controls oh are God. not intuitive. So he goes a couple of extra steps and he's on top of the treasure chest. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. And like, you'll, you'll swing his axe and play the Valhalla one. Sw- swing his axe and completely whiff. Even though the guy's like, you know, close enough to kiss. And he's just like, whoosh, just completely misses with the axe. And it's like, oh my god, what the fuck is this shit? Anyway, so yeah, so I've been I've been doing a lot of anime watching mm-hmm. whilst I'm playing like video games. So I smashed through from Dragon Ball Z 
to to the end of Super um, in like three weeks because that was great. Watched Demon Slayer, that was great. Uh, just finished season three of Attack on Titan. That's great to a degree. It starts off fantastic, then goes a bit meh. But then it's interested enough to sort of keep me watching. So, yeah, so so I was kind of like, well, I'm not fucking doing anything here. And I said to you, you know, I'll, I'll be praying for this time. Like Absolutely. When, when, when I have... Um, when, I, when I'm at uni and I'm doing all that kind of stuff, you know, I'll be like, God, you know, you were so depressed when you had that time off. But it, but it's been, it's always been like that. When I've had a few months off from, you know, in between jobs or whatever, I've always gotten really down mm. on myself because you've got no structure. You've got no... Yeah. Nothing that you're doing. And obviously, because I'm not earning any money, I'm not spending any money. So I can't just go... Oh, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to go to the cinema, or whatever, uh, which will change on Wednesday. So I've got a big day on Wednesday with the. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm actually going to my first live paper play magic night, mm-hmm. uh, and before it, I'm going to go and see the new Dragon Ball Super film. It's a big so day. It's, it's going to be a big day, but it's, but it's little things like that. I think when you know when you're working. It's really easy to go. God, I wish, I wish I just could have a month off. Yeah. And then, literally, when when that situation arises, a week in, I'm like, I've it's, got no focus. I've got it's no drive. Wild. It's. I mean, yeah. even running like I, I've said this on a previous podcast, but even getting the office, because like I've been running like the business from. You know, like me and my business partner kind of were working from home. We had an office in Manchester for like six months in 2020 during the pandemic. Then we were at home and now we've just been there for a couple of months. And um, yeah, that like it's made such a difference just having a bit of routine and feeling like you're doing something. Yeah. It's sort of depressing because it's like, shit, do I need work? I think I do. I didn't. I always thought I didn't need work. For if I was rich, I'd be a great rich person because I'd just be travelling. I'd just See, be doing but, shit. But, but that's it. If you, if you, if you won't say you won the Euros and won like two hundred million or whatever, there wouldn't be a day where you wouldn't be doing something. You'd be travelling around. You'd be going that's watching true. whatever show you want. You'd go do whatever you want. You'd move wherever you want. You'd. You, do you know what I mean? Like that's that's the difference there. Mm. Whereas when you're in. Sorry. See the mic um, when you when you're just in your normal routine and you've not that's why I can't understand why people just stay on the dole for like years and years mm. but I'm sure it's like a it's a it's a perpetual routine thing again but when you've got no you've got no like structure you've got no reason to be anywhere at any time and you're not on holiday because when you're on holiday that's a blessing when you're away and you're like oh I've got no responsibility because we always used to say it when we were working dead hard and because literally all we did was save up go on holidays we didn't buy anything else really mm. we just that's that's everything we did um but those then those two weeks like or all that week or whatever all that i've got no responsibility i've got nobody to answer to for the for the next two weeks I've got nobody to tell me where I need to be or when I can go to the toilet or or and, it, and it's those little things that you think about. It's like, oh yeah, this will be great, but when it's the norm, yeah, and you don't have that structure, it becomes really hard to. I th- I think it becomes hard to to do anything, mm. like because 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 like I I could have been doing anything like these last few months, 
I could have, you know, kept the Odeon thing going, found out a way to keep that going, and just gone cinema all the time. And because there's been loads of films that have come out that I've yeah, wanted the, to see. Very, there's been a lot of like U type films that you yeah. know, like because there's been a couple of Marvel films yeah, that yeah. have been and gone. And well, stuff. Thor's like been out for fucking ages, and I, you know, I was really excited for that, and and I just can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's one of them where you're you're into what you're into at the time. Yeah. And at the moment, I'm like watching anime and I'm playing Magic the Gathering. So that's they're the two things that are taking up a lot of my headspace and a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need I need to get out. I need to get out of this funk. I need to go into the into the wider world because <laughs> we could have gone watch County yesterday. We didn't. And you know it's it's like why aren't I doing that? And I, and this is exactly the conversation we had the other night of like why don't I feel like I want to do it? Because it's not a money thing. Because the money thing's the money thing. Because in a few weeks when I start uni, you know I can't believe how much they give you. But like it's that's not gonna it's not an issue. So so I don't have to scrimp. But it's 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 the feeling of not being asked. That's mm. the thing where it's like. Oh, what do you want to do? Oh, oh, we could go and watch County. Nah, can't be asked. I'd rather sit at home and, and listen to it on the radio or watch a stream of it, you know, with a VPN. Bang. Ooh, Fuck you, EFL rules. Um, it's little things like that. I've like, oh, I can't be asked, And I know full well on Wednesday morning, I'm not going to be asked. Yeah. I'm going to be like, well, it was only a fiver, should I bother? I can't be bothered. You should definitely book your cinema ticket to go and watch the film or else you, that'll be the one that you scrap. Yeah, Because yeah, you'll go, oh, yeah. fuck it, I can't be asked with the cinema, I'll just go to the thing in the evening. But I might, I might not do either of them. You must. I know I must. You I must. Know. I will. It's, it, is, it is tricky. It, it's hard because it, it's one of them things where you're just like, oh, I can't, I can't be asked. Yeah, like you know, I'm going, I'm such a funk. Go, going on, especially like with with magic, I'll be going on my own. You know, it's and it's like, do I can I be bothered going on my own? Do I want to do this that much? Where I'm gonna go on my own, and you know, it's it's what it is what it is. But yeah, but you know, I'm gonna try and do a few more things next week. Yeah, good. I think you should. It'll do yeah. you. It'll do you good. Oh, poet. There you go. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah. It's my new hobby. Oh, yeah. It's my new hobby now. I'm a poet now. <laughs> That's my new thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really hard. I think it's just a... Do you know what? I find the summers weird. And it does play into wrestling a little bit as well. Because yeah. I don't know why. I just... They feel like this big... Exp- it's great. Because I love the light nights. It's this <coughs> huge expanse of time where there's such a massive expectation on you that you should be doing something and making the most of the summer mm. and as soon as an, as an expectation on me I kind of rebel against it and I want to do nothing yeah, whereas yeah. in the winter when all that choice is taken away from me and it's dark at four o'clock yeah. that's when I start wanting to do shit that's when I'm like right well I'll watch wrestling then and, and, yeah. and I don't know what it is it's really strange and I, I just don't I don't know what it is I honestly don't it's very it very strange it's odd isn't yeah. it it's, it's an odd feeling and I think it's something that most people have yeah like they think oh should I bother should you you know but it, I think you never you never regret doing something I don't think that's true I think you only regret not doing it because mm-hmm. even if you go and you have a shit time doesn't matter what you do um whether it's going to see the football match and you get hammered or, you know, going to a gig or, or whatever, there might be parts of it that you're like, oh, that sucked, but you'll never regret going 
you know, doing yeah. it. Do you know yeah, yeah, I mean? you'll always, so. and you'll always feel like, I mean, even just doing the podcast, you know, we'll come out of it being like, oh, we tick, we did something well, with well, the weekend well, sort that's of the thing. thing. <laughs> Every time we do it, we come off it going, oh, that was so much fun. And, and I know, like, there are people that listen, but it's predominantly just something for us to do. Yeah. together because we just we talk like this all the time anyway um but yeah it's an odd it's an odd it's, it's an odd position to be in when you're not really doing anything do you know what i was reminded <clears throat> of the other day because i'm reminded by your t-shirt because you're wearing the the wave the wave top and we got the it in top. america but it's from uniqlo and i saw someone else wearing it in uh, media city the other day so it's obviously an that all takes a shine off a little it's, bit yeah now. it's all the uniqlo's isn't it like it's just this top that's obviously... just as a side that place is a fucking mecca if you think like primark's good for you know it's like it's probably a tiny bit more expensive than primark but actually yeah. decent stuff well i was reminded when our minds were blown on that self-serve checkout do what you remember that I'm still reeling. Have you, have you ever had that situation Never. before now, Frank? Let me, let me, let <laughs> Please me, do. Let me break it down. I'm going to just, top up my drink. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> Prepare for your minds. Oh, you know, Jesus watch Christ. this be a thing now where everyone's like, yeah, that's been happening. I, we just don't go to clothes shops. Well, we, we obviously don't. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all wrestling merch and, and uh, when I get my student loan, anime t-shirts. So when... I don't know if this ever happened to any of you guys, but so this uni... Uni Glow... Un- yeah, Uniqlo. Uniqlo. U- Uniqlo. I don't. I, I don't pronounce it right, but it's got like a red. It's a red box with a thing in it. So we got a few bits. I was buzzing because I was looking for this wave T-shirt all the time. Went in fucking Epcot. Thought it was bound to be in the Japan area. No. Well, yeah, they did have one, but it was like Shit. eighty dollars, and it looked like a fairy had sneezed on it because it had like fucking sparkles like all the wave was like sparkly I was like I don't want that I just want a bog standard $20 you know I don't want somebody coming up to me going oh do you know the artist who'd paint no no I just like the picture Um, so we went in it was in in Disney Springs wasn't it the the place so we went into and it was and there was like a kimono in the window and I was like if that fucking place doesn't have a wave t-shirt then I'm never going to have one so we went in and they had the the artist who did it, who I don't, can't remember, uh, like an like an exclusive kind of range. So like a load of his paintings were on t-shirts. So I got a couple of them. Uh, you got a couple of bits as well. And then we go to the the, the the checkout, and there's nobody there to to you know it's all self serve. So I was like, okay, so there's no there's no tills. There's tills upstairs, but they're like if you want to do returns or I think. They, didn't they pay you for t-shirts as well because they reprinted could, uh, them yeah. you could give them like plain plain t-shirts and they'd give you like a dollar a t-shirt I, I or something. did not see that yeah there was, there was something where you, you could go and take them your old clothes and they'd give you like cash back for mm-hmm. it off other stuff obviously not not like cash in your hand I don't think I think it was just like because then they can wash them and reprint them and Shit. put stuff on it because they, they're a big part of their thing is you go in you can choose a design and get it printed on a t-shirt so, got like the little the little uh, basket thing. Just put the basket down in the in the area you put your basket down, and you're like, right, how does this work? And it comes up like, just hundred and ten dollars or something like that, like straight away within like seconds. Calculated. And the I was whole like, basket. I was like, what? Just by putting it down on the thing, the bill was calculated. It like was instantly. Fucking crazy fucking blew my little tiny mind that and day. then but every but everybody else was just like yeah 
and just going on. <laughs> and me and you were stood there like gobs wide <laughs> open, looking around, going, "What the? F- it's what like, the am fuck I is on? This? Am I on TV?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so maybe that's the thing now. But yeah, like, but fuck me, it's, it's ma- very ma- imagine when you're doing your, your like your food shop though. If you could just put your basket down, and instantly it went bang. It fucking should, because them self serves are a joke. It's got to be something to do with like the the tags. Well, yeah. Like they've definitely. got to have like, but how much money does that cost? To... Oh, it was amazing. I'm obsessed with Absolutely it. Absolutely amazing. I'd forgotten all about that. I know, me too, until I saw that wave top that someone else was wearing. I was like, oh my God. The, the checkout. The fucking till. Amazing. What an experience. Absolutely what a amazing. time to be alive. <laughs> Whenever you feel like in a funk, you just need to remember <laughs> that self-serve checkout. There might be plastic in the oceans, but fuck me, you go hey, to Uniqlo and you don't have self, to fanny about with the self-serve. self-serve. Yeah. And you just put your basket down and it knows. Oh, so clever there's going to be some dweeb blog up I don't want to know it's not like Darren Brown you want to retain a bit of the magic yeah I don't want to know how it works it destroys the whole dream Jesus Christ alright should we get going with this wrestling malarkey then yeah go on try to think if I've got anything anything else don't think I do we've not got a lot going on no well, we have, but it's just, it's all on the horizon. True that. It's like waiting for death. You know it's coming, but... <laughs> Fucking hell, like, keep it light. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to RTM Wrestling, episode 205 Live, baby. Oof. How are you all doing? Hope you're all well. Hope you're all safe. We are a wrestling podcast. I don't need to tell you where to listen to it because you're listening to us right now. And if you are still listening to us right now, congratulations. <laughs> but what you might not know is we're on Twitter. So find us at RCM Wrestling on Twitter and we always post things up for you to respond to and all that kind of stuff. Um, so join in. Join in the conversation. My name's Andy. I'm Gemma. And I hope you're all doing well. So uh, I've got a couple of things for us to go through the whole wrestling thing but I wanted to start because we've we've not done a show for a couple of weeks and quite a lot has happened in that time Mm. so you think we would have been itching to get to do it but you know life gets in the way Attack on Titan gets in the way Below Deck Mediterranean gets in the way way. Um, so really not been watching a lot I've been skipping through a lot of shit I think the only thing wrestling related that I've been watching from start to finish has been being the elite. <laughs> Without well, well I, no, that's a lie because whenever the Hollywood hunk turns up, I skip that. Who's that? The fucking Ziggler's brother. Oh yeah, no. Who's like? It's not even funny. I don't even get what he's doing. No. It's not funny. It's, like, it's not funny. If it's funny to someone, please let us know because like, I'm. No, confused. don't don't let us know because I don't want to know because <laughs> I, I, yeah, if, if you like it, great for you. Yeah, but not, true. But like the last couple of weeks, he's been doing some like red carpet thing. I don't know if it's his girlfriend or whatever. But I just I just skip it through like straight away because I can't be fucking bothered. Um, yeah, so I've not really um, watched too much. But what I did watch from start to finish, from entrance to end interview, was Ric Flair's last match. Did you really watch it all? I watched it all. Wow, okay. I, I, saw, I didn't see one frame of it. Not one thing. Right. 
Do I, do I need to strap myself in for this? Are you going to give me an oral history of Maybe. Rick Flair's last match? Maybe. So, everyone who listens to this, you've probably seen it. Because it's quite an infamous thing now. He's fucked. But there are a few reasons as to why. But I'm, I will go through them afterwards. But the match itself, atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Flair passed out twice during the match. And it's quite visible when he when he passes out. There's a spot where they were trying to put like non... Uh, uh, what are they called? Nunchucks? Not, no, no. not nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been interesting. Uh, knuckle dusters. Yes. So he's putting like the, the, the knuckle dusters on Ric Flair. His hand is shaking so much he can't get them on. Oh my God, it's barbaric. It, it's, it's really hard to watch. It's, it's not easy to watch at all. It's really hard to watch. Um, and the finish is shite and they just get out of there. So a month before this, he's putting training videos up with him and Jay Lethal. So the mm-hmm. match is Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett against him and Andrade. Oh my God, was Andrade in it? Andrade was in oh, it, Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he was his tag team partner. Oh, so Andrade and Jay Lethal. Yeah, it was difficult to watch it was, his son-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh Christ, yeah. I might kill my father-in-law and telly. Yeah, yeah. Sucks. It's, it's it's really bad, and and Flair's like blading his ass off and bleeding oh, everywhere. Loves he loves a blade. But it? Christ, he, but he's fucked. So all these training videos and stuff, like he he, he looks really good. Like yeah. he looks still going. He's bumping. He's you know he's he's keeping up with lethal to a degree. For how old he is, he looked great. So, the, and I do have a question for you in 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 all of this. He, it was the end of Starcast weekend. Flair was fucking boozing it all weekend. Oh my god! So the reports coming out <laughs> is that because the night before the match, he'd caned like a two bottles of whiskey. Oh my god! That was the report. Shit. Whether that's true or not is is what it is, and it was Shit. on a rag sheet, so who, who who knows? Probably not. But the overwhelming thing was he was absolutely fucking hammered all weekend, right? right? Goes on to the day of the show, because I can't remember if it was a Saturday or a Sunday, but it goes on to the day of the show, and Flair, for some reason, thought to himself that he shouldn't eat. (laughs) All day. Okay. All day. So from, like, you know, whenever he woke up to, you know, half ten at night... He'd not eaten anything. Oh. Absolutely nothing. So no wonder he was fucked. And he'd stopped taking... Because obviously he's got a heart problem. But which, Oh, this is all just like a rich tapestry, yeah. isn't it? How is he still alive? Well, because well, he's, he's got a heart problem, he takes blood thinners. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and coagulants. So that he doesn't bleed when he gets cut. So he'd... Like you cycle off steroids, he'd cycled off his heart medication... Because he obviously wanted to fucking blade. Oh my god! Because otherwise he wouldn't have bled. He would he would cut he would have cut himself and a little bit would have come out, but he would have con- you know it would have coagulated yeah, straight yeah, yeah. away, and it would have saved his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fucking awful. So so basically, you know, that was one of the worst things I've ever seen, and I don't want to see it again. I never want to see it again. However. The person that Conrad Thompson has said this is going to be the first of many of these types of shows because 
apparently the show did really well. It did 8,000 people were there to watch. That's more than a Raw. That's more than a Dynamite. Oh, okay. yeah. 8,000 people there to watch. There was like all stars in the front row, like Undertaker, Mick Foley. Jesus. You know, they, they were all on camera. Wow, they've took, so they've taken this last match thing, like, like, like... It, it is his last match. It's got to be his last match. That's not the question. <laughs> the question isn't, does Flair do another match? <laughs> and maybe he eats during the day this time. The, the question is, obviously I've explained to you how it went. Yeah. And it was a, it was horrific. It was quite scary to watch. Oh, God. Because there was, there was a point where... Flair kind of... I think it's, it was after the knuckle duster spot where he drops to his knees and for the rest of the match, apart from the finish, he doesn't get up again. And there's a bit where, like, Jay Lethal and Andrade are, like, wrestling and Flair's on the apron just lay down, not moving. And I was like, he's fucking dead. Like, I... And luckily for me, I watched it a couple of days after it happened, so I knew he didn't die. But if I'd have been watching that live, I'd have thought he was dead. Because he didn't move for about 10 minutes. They went like 45 minutes. It was just ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. But he's like fucking completely conked on the side. And nobody, there's nobody going up to him and saying you alright or anything like that. So there must have been a bit of a, a gentleman's agreement of just leave me. Sorry, shit myself. That fucking guy on his cherry picker was at his eye level. Is he going up again? Are you fucking joking? <laughs> Is he fucking joking? It's nine o'clock. He can't be. He can't be. And we're doing a again. fucking podcast. He can't be. Wait, don't look at him, babe, because he's going to see us. Because he's literally. We're, by the way, guys, we're not on ground level. We're we're like a story up, and he's he's at our window on his cherry picker. <laughs> wait, just wait until he does though, because if he is, he might just be moving it, babe. What's he doing? Hey, mate. Are you banging again? Or? No, they'll be fine. We're just recording a show, so <laughs> no, no worries. Honestly, you good? You good? Fucking <laughs> hell! I was like, I'll be two minutes. What's he doing? He just, he just needs to turn things. Whatever he's turning. What the fuck is he put on his house? He's put some on his house. Jesus wept. It's so Whatever. Jesus Christ. Anyway. anyway, where where the fuck were we? I was about to f- fucking lose my mind. <laughs> I thought you were going to go out that fucking window and just dive on the cherry picker. <laughs> just take him out. Fucking James Bond. <laughs> right. Oh, fuck, that's so funny. With the most exercise I've done in months. Oh, what was, anyway. you know, so, Rick, so, yes. so here we go. So, right, okay. so, so the question that I'm trying to yes. get to, if we can ever fucking get there at any time <laughs> during this evening, is... These, these last matches are obviously very commercially mm. um, successful for people like Conrad Thompson. Yes. So he's the big dude who does all the podcasts with him, the southern guy. I know the face. Yeah. I know his face, yeah. So he said this is going to be like the first of many. So had he set that up? What do you mean? It's yeah, so he, so he owns... I, I don't know the whole ins and outs of things. Okay. But, but Conrad Thompson owns a lot of shit. Oh, right. 
okay. As, in, as in like wrestling properties. Podcaster person. That's what I, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. But, but he's, he's obviously more than that and he's obviously mm. got a hell of a lot of money oh. as well because he, he, he owns a lot of properties for stuff. I think Starcast is like his thing now. I, I, I don't know that for certain though. Because <coughs> I, I, I don't listen, me. I don't listen to any of those podcasts. You know, I've, I, I watch at most like the odd highlight every now and again. Um, so he's come out and said this is going to be like the first of many the first of many like last match type things I don't feel they're going to have a bigger one than Ric Flair mm. but one is there anybody you would go actually I want to see that with or do you think it's exploitative I don't think it's exploitative at all because there's something there's something really there's something really interesting about like wrestling and it's all it's like really sad and i do think that i think there's like a real i was gonna say before like his last match sounds like he wanted like it to be like the end of the wrestler where he just died in the ring like well, well I, even nearly did. even though like obviously it's an ambiguous ending and all that shit but you can yeah. assume he died but a spoiler alert um <laughs> but um there is there is something that is captured in that film though really well about being the old guy who used to be a wrestler who can't let it go and they yeah. can't let it go and and I get it because it's not like acting and all that shit where you know if you're a Hollywood star and you've got a load of cash and you retire from acting you know like what do you miss being on a film set and sitting in a chair with a coffee, like waiting for like six hours at a time? Yeah. You know, like you very rarely get that crowd moment unless you're at an award ceremony. And the same with singing, you know, if you're, you know, maybe it's closer to like that where, you know, like they, they like to perform and they like to be in front of people. Yeah. But I just think that there's something they just can't let go. They can't let go of that glory. And yeah. if they want to do it, if they want to have that last match and if they want to keep coming back, I don't believe you can stop them. And I don't think you can put shit in place to keep them safe either. I don't. I just don't think that you can give them a stipulation on their own match. They should be able to do whatever they want. It's shit to watch, I think, as a fan. Yeah. But that's just me. Like, I personally don't want to watch people who are older struggling... Even if they're having the time of their life, I just don't really need to see it. You know, like the Undertaker was t- tough to watch in the you know some of the like matches in the last few years have been. Well, th- hard. Th- think of that Undertaker situation where you're watching it, going, "Oh my god, he's he can't go anymore." Yeah. Times it by a thousand. Well, it would be like Undertaker in about twenty years' time. Yeah. Because Undertaker's what like fifties. I don't, I don't know. So so that would mean Undertaker in his 70s, which is what Flair is. That's in 20 years' time The Undertaker wants another match. <clears throat> like, yeah. I don't need to see a 70. I personally don't. But the lore of, like, their character, you know, they just they, they don't want it to be over. And I, t- I totally understand that they don't yeah. want it to be over. And it's, it is the character, and it's like the people want it. And, you know, Flair's just loves the attention. Like That's why he's, you know, been at, like, basketball games and he was in that rap song and yeah. got, like, a bit of resurgence and everyone does the woo thing. And it must be difficult to be like, that's, you know, like, oh, I'm not just... I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. When you want to. And... But but I think the, the tricky thing for him was just the fact that 
how much he put himself at risk leading up to it with his like medication and not eating on the day and all that weird shit. Like it's just bizarre. Like why are you doing that? You don't need so to, odd. You just don't need to do that shit. You know? Do you want to look svelte? Like is that why you didn't eat? Clearly, you just wanted to make your stomach look a bit smaller. That must have been it. But it's like, it, I, d- I don't know. I, I find it. I'm not into it. It's not for me. No. And I wouldn't pay money into it if there was, say, like in twenty years' time, an Undertaker's fucking in his late seventies. I mean, how, how many retirement marches for Undertaker do we need to say? We've it, seen we've seen fifteen. Well, there's now. been like loads Don't of you? Flair. It's the same. <clears throat> Flair yeah. like should have retired at the Shawn Michaels match. It was, and and he would have gone That's down in history as being the most perfect end of career match there's ever been, and yeah. that would have been his thing. Yeah. Apart from all like the the amazing shit he'd done previously but talk about what a match to go out on to considered one of the greatest of all time yeah, yeah. like what a moment yeah. like he, he arguably like for his character and for the, his legend and his lore of flair yeah. like it should have been that match yeah because nobody I, I couldn't tell you and i was watching it at the time i couldn't tell you a single flair match in tna no i, I couldn't tell you anything to do with that but i see i do think it's exploitive as in other people exploiting him. Yeah, because it's not because it's it's not he doesn't get all the money from it. Mm. You know this Conrad's and and again, you know I don't know what the guys like. I don't know what the people who put this show together is like, what they're like as human beings. But seeing him in the ring, the way he was, it was scary. Mm. It was scary. It was like what it was. It was. It was the most frightened, even though I knew he was fine. Like, if I was watching that live, I'd have been like, this is really bad. Like, somebody needs to call this right now. Yeah. And instead, he's just lay on the apron. And he's and they're trying to put the, nun, the, the nunchucks, Jesus Christ, <laughs> the knuckle dusters on him. And his hand's shaking oh, to the point sad. where he, he can't get his fingers in it. Sad. He can't get his fucking fingers in it. So the so the, the reason why I think it's exploitative, and it's weird that, that Comrade Thompson came out and said this is going to be like the first of many of these style events, is because there are a lot of people out there who have got a wrestling name who would love that opportunity. Mm. And it isn't about the money. Like, they might need money. You know, there might be people that need money or whatever. But it, it isn't about that. It's about having that last yeah. throw of the dice, that last, you know, moment in the spotlight where you're the main event. It's so and true, that, but, like, just to jump in, it's similar to when you see the big UFC fighters back in the day who weren't earning, like, a fraction of what they earn now. Yeah. Who they're fucking having bare-knuckle fights. I know. And they're, they're, they shouldn't... They've got no business to be having bare-knuckle yeah. fights and, and all that shit. Well, I, I was... I was I got the Tito Ortiz-Chuck Liddell fight mm. where Tito Ortiz knocked him out. And it's like... Liddell's been knocked out so many times that a strong gust of wind could probably knock him out, and it's and it's really bad that they get into that situation. But I I understand that side of it, the UFC side of it, because it's a competitive thing. Mm. Whereas wrestling's not competitive; it's competitive backstage. Like you can do your backstage politicking. That's where it's competitive. But wrestling isn't competitive because everything's predetermined. You know. Th- MMA fights and boxing and all that kind of stuff it's, it's competitive so I understand like Ricky Hatton's coming back for a fight Amir Khan had a fight where he got fucking absolutely pieced up 
I understand why those guys do it because they've got a competitive nature and I'm sure they don't feel like themselves until they're competing. Yeah. But the wrestling side, I understand it, but from a light, from an ego standpoint, from a limelight standpoint. So the thing, well, the reason why I think it's exploitative is because that guy's going to make a lot of money off the back of that. And he's going to continue to make a lot of money off the back of it. And probably pay the wrestlers extremely well. But there comes a time when, like, who, because obviously that, that will, it'll never get any bigger than Ric Flair. So it might be a case where, you know, God, he's moving his fucking thing. Oh, you know. I, I, I just saw him go by with him. Well, at least he's at least he's finished for Christ's sake. But there comes a time when it will it won't be as big and they won't make as much money. So it's like who's going to be the last one of these last matches? Because it's <laughs> that, that that's basically what I was saying before is that there's there's going to be a lot of wrestlers that are in that situation who want that last match. And Conrad Thompson's phone's probably going to be ringing off the hook with people that want to do want to do that last match. Yeah. And go, you know, like, what's to stop Mick Foley from fucking doing it? You know, all he needs to do is pull the sock out and put it in somebody's mouth. You know, he doesn't need to do a proper match. And then the flip side of that is you can say, well, you know, these guys will then get in shape and all that kind of stuff. And it's but. I do think it's exploiting a wrestler's ego of wanting to do it. Because WWE would have never have let Ric Flair do a match. AW would have never have let Ric Flair do a match. Especially when they were doing that talk of trying to get Ric Flair in AW. And then obviously the scandal and all that kind of stuff came out and then it went off the back burn and he's Mm. re-signed with WWE on a Legends kind of thing now. It, It just doesn't sit well with me. It's one of those things where I will never pay to watch it. No. You know, I watched it through a you know a dodgy means. I would never pay to watch it, and I don't want to. I don't want to feed that because there are going to be a lot of people. Like say, like you know, Jake Roberts. If he goes, well, well, the 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 issue you've got is, and Flair didn't need to go that far in his match, he could have done the bare minimum and it's his last match and he could have been very safe he didn't need to do half the shit he did, because he's Ric Flair it could have been well, anything he, didn't, he, he hardly did anything but you know, like he's he's obviously put himself out, but then when it comes to like the lower level, like cause he is like the, one of the top guys, and so is Jake the Snake really, Jake the Snake's not getting 8,000 people in an but arena then, then you have got people like, so take him then for example He'll be thinking, I want to do that, but I've got to go one better to put on a better show than the Flair one because not as many people give a shit. And then when you start going down and down and down, it's like, what do I need to do? If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with an absolute bang. And it's like, it gets more and more dangerous and more risky because you start wanting to up the ante. Can you imagine what Foley would want to do if if he had a last match like that? Well, yeah, Can you imagine it, but, what he would want to do? Exactly, because he knows what the people expect. Because Foley's a different beast, though, because... His matches were always like tough. They were always really hard. Yeah. Whereas other wrestlers who who weren't known for that will then start doing really extreme shit because they want to have like a a mad like crazy battle. And Mick Foley, like I wouldn't want to see that shit at all. No. But he'd want to be coming off the top of shit. 
He'd be covered in blood. Yeah, like yeah. absolutely, and he, he, because he'll be thinking, oh well, it's my last match. It's what they expect. I can't just go and like yeah. fucking take a couple of clotheslines and that's the end of it. Like I, I need to do something extreme. So what can I do to to sort of like up the ante a little bit? Yeah, because uh, it's not so much like what they'll do. Like, do you want to close that window? Because I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, but, just just close it. Yeah. Yeah. So for for me, like the the whole um, thing of flair doing what he did it, because it's uh it's not a major promotion it's not like a regulated because aw is going to be full of doctors mm. wwe full of doctors so who who cleared him who cleared him and said he was all right to do that because he quite clearly wasn't because he and, he and he did loads of things like not fucking eat and got fucking wasted all weekend it's like, which is probably what he used to do back in the day. Like before a big match, he might not have eaten just because he he performed better, yeah. hungry. You know, who who knows? Who knows the reasons? Nobody will know that other than him and his close circle. But who's allowing him to go out there? And that is the real problem that I have with it, because you know WWE and all those and all the other promotion stuff. They're they're gonna have people that'll say no, no, you can't, mm. you can't do it. It's like. Back in the day when TNA had the Jeff Hardy Sting match, who's letting Jeff Hardy go out like that? And when you've got, and I know TNA at the time was like a big, a big company. It was getting crazy ratings compared to what ratings are like now. It was getting like a couple of million and all that kind of shit. Who's letting these people go out and do that? There's got the the book's got to stop with a medical professional, mm. and there's no medical professional on planet Earth. That will have looked at Ric Flair and examined him two hours before that match. That would have allowed him to go out there and do that. No, because he's coming out and he's got plantar fasciitis, the you know the foot problem. He, he's got that. He's limping on the way down f- to the ring, and it's just like, dude, I know you feel like you'd be letting a lot of people down here, but the book's got to stop with somebody who's yeah. a medical professional. Yeah, and it just wasn't. So, how many more situations like that are we going to get into? And how popular is the next one going to be? Because it was such a car crash, it was so horrible to watch. Mm. And that's why, when you're a wrestler and you've retired, you've got to stay retired. Because, like, look at Austin. Austin come back at WrestleMania and had a great match with Owens. He should never do that again. No, because that was a great match. And a great few moments, and the the, the non stunner to Vince will live on, you know, forever. <laughs> but there comes a point, and it, but he's not as old as Ric Flair. But there comes a point where, if you can't go, don't do it because I don't want to see like the because like the Rock, the last two matches the Rock's had, he's been seriously injured in both of those matches, mm. like torn pecs, torn quads. I don't want to see somebody come back and not look like how they used to look. Mm. And I know that's you know maybe a selfish thing from a memory standpoint, but it was it was it at best it was embarrassing, at worst it was super fucking scary. That sucks. Super scary. Should we move on? Yeah. So we, before we get into WWE, which will probably take up the majority of the remaining time, I have got a sneaky little topic here. And it, uh, the, 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 the thing that I've put is a little bit like clickbaity because I don't feel like um, it needs to be. But can Rampage be saved? 
So Rampage over the last month has been a bit of a non-show. Mm. And it feels to me, it feels so... Because obviously Dynamite's really the only show that I'm I'm asked about watching. Yeah. And Rampage just because it's there. Rampage feels so like alien to AEW. It feels like it's a completely different brand. Because it has like Swerve and Keith Lee on it all the time. And they're really? hardly ever on Dynamite. And <laughs> it's just a shit show. And the viewing figures are reflecting it. So it's like 300,000, 400,000. It's by far the worst watched main wrestling show on TV. NXT doubles its numbers. Yes, it's in a really shit point place as far as like what time it's on. It's on after SmackDown. But they got 1.7 on that second uh, rampage when CM Punk returned. Yeah. Now, because they've had like title matches on it, you know... If Punk was on it, I don't think it would still get over 400,000. Because people are just like, well, this is a nothing show. It doesn't really push any storylines that anybody mm. gives a shit about. You know, they had Brian Danielson talking on it. People aren't tuning into that because AEW's not geared, geared up. They're, the fans are not geared up for like talking segments. They're not bothered. Um, so can it be saved? Is there any way it can be saved? I just think that them going to the two show televised shows a week, I was never a big fan of them doing it anyway because, I mean, I understand why they did. If you're getting offered it, you'll take it and they've got loads of fucking people signed to the roster. It's fucking nuts. So I get it. I get why the you know it was a thing, but the problem with having a show, a second show, and your main flagship show is Dynamite, and then your other one is that, and it's on late and on a Friday. It got fucked about with timings and moving about so much that why'd you care? It's on. I think it's on far too late for an you know for the American audience. You know, we it doesn't really matter to us when it's on, but I think it's far too late to be on for it as a wrestling show. Yeah, and it's one hour long, which in itself you're a bit like, well, that's a bit throwaway anyway. Yeah, you know if. if It'd be different if it was like, you know, NXT used to be one hour long and it was on once a week. You know, you tune in for it because mm. it's like the only hour I get and it's good quality wrestling because it's yeah. always good quality what's on there. See, this is Sometimes the, the Rampage, Rampage shows, shows have been better, have been great. in my yeah. opinion, than Dynamite, but I like brevity, so it works well for me. But I just think that as long as it's got that slot and it gets moved about so much, and I know Dynamite does too, it's just because of, you know, American sports, obviously it's never going to get viewers. It's just not. No. I just don't believe... And it's Friday night. It's a tough night. You know, like, it's not... People are not generally in. You know, if you're talking about your demographic that you want to appeal to, you're 18 to 25 or whatever. You know, Friday night is not a night where you sat in at, like, I don't know what time it airs over there, like 10 p.m., 9 p.m. You're not... It's, I think it's 11, isn't it? You don't Something tend like to be, like, sat Smackdown. in... You know, or, or you might Ten. have had a few drinks because it's the weekend. You know, if you've got such a job where you're yeah. not working at the weekend, you know, you you, you kind of celebrate in the weekend. It's just not a time. Wrestling is rest, wrestling is at its best when it's a distraction to what's going on in your life. I think, and that's when it always yeah. works well for me. Speaking personally, anyway. So that's why I tend to get into it more in the winter because I'm depressed because of the dark nights and all that shit. And it's yeah. just something that really distracts you from all the crap that's going on. 
And that's why it was so great when WWE came back and AEW continued through the pandemic. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't ideal, but at least it carried on because that was the time you really needed wrestling the most because the yeah. world just looked so weird. And it's the same now. Like, it's <coughs> we're living in a really uns- uncertain times and wrestling has its place. But I just don't... I, I just think that the people who work nine to five, five days a week... I just think the only time you naturally feel like you don't need distractions is a Friday night. Well, you say that, but SmackDown gets over two million. Of, it's on earlier. But but it's only but like there's, there's Can I have a wee? Sorry, yeah, there's like by the end of SmackDown, there's like one point seven million people watching it. Yeah. And then Rampage starts straight away, and it's four hundred thousand. So it's not. It, I don't think it's a case of people are out on a Friday night because cause you, cause you can say that about loads of things. You could say that about um, you know people go out on a Friday night. You can say there's so many other things to watch. You know, Friday night football or whatever whatever the fuck. I, I don't know when things are on and when, when they're not on and all that kind of stuff. But there's so much stuff to watch. There's, there's going to be enough people there to get it. Because to me, for, for Rampage... You know, a decent viewing figure would be over six hundred thousand, because NXT gets six hundred thousand, and that is probably going to get better, which we might come on to in a bit. But at the moment, it's pure gash. Like it's awful. Like everything I hear about it, because I I won't watch it. But everything I see is every but all all anybody says about it is it is an awful show. It's a car crash of a show. However, NXT does more than Rampage does. So I think the reason why is because they, you know, when they came out the gates for Rampage, it was oh, this isn't going to be a B show. It's going to be another A show and all this kind of stuff. And it's just not lived up to that that mentality because the taped show thing doesn't hold any water either mm. because taped shows notoriously do just as well. Because not everybody goes on Twitter and reads the spoilers. They just watch it when they watch it. You know, ninety, literally ninety percent of wrestling fans don't listen to Wrestling Observer, don't listen to podcasts, don't look at all the ins and outs of things, because they just like the wrestling and they just like to be entertained on a on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not Thursday unless Impact's Thursday, Friday night. They like to be entertained, so they don't look into any of this stuff. So the reason why Rampage, in my opinion, is getting really bad viewership is because it's been a poor show. And when I say poor show, for me personally, it's it's great because it's like it's a good wrestling show. And like they did Battle of the Belts that was like on a Saturday, which had one of the best matches I've ever seen mm. in Claudio Casanoli against Takeshita. How they've let him go back to Japan, I've got no fucking idea. He should have been bought out of his contract. He's that fucking good. But that was one of the best matches I've ever seen. They had two stand innovations during the match. 450,000 viewers. So the wrestling side of it never gets viewers. 
and that's why I mean you know and that and that's a worrying thing maybe for WWE because Triple H is taking over and we'll obviously get into that more in a second he's taken over and he's going to have more emphasis on the wrestling and they've been doing stuff in the matches that they've not done in like 10 years right as far as like you know in-ring content and stuff but it's not the in-ring content that makes people watch mm. it's the storylines and it's what's going on outside of the wrestling because you can put you could put on rampage next week because we might we might even get this depending on who's the book's uh mystery partner but you could put Kenny Omega against John Moxley for the interim title and the winner goes on to all out yeah. to face punk which they're not going to do but they could do that and they could say that it's it's got an hour it's got the whole hour of Rampage and it's this massive match and they build it up for a month. I, I would be surprised if it got over 600,000 because people don't give a shit about Rampage anymore. Because as soon as you... And it's, you know... I could I could shoehorn my Danhausen Dan argument in here in a minute, but maybe, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But as soon as you tell people that this isn't worth it or... Then, then that's when everybody clicks off. Mm-hmm. So because um, Rampage, because the, everybody knows it's a B show, everybody knows it's a secondary show, and it was doing all right, and then it got moved around, and it's not recovered. Like People have not come back, because they know it's a B show, because it's getting moved around so much. It was fine when they only had Dynamite, and Dynamite dropped in the figures because they were moving that around so much, because it was the only one. It's like, well, Dynamite's the show, so I want to see Dynamite. But you can you can watch just Dynamite and everything that's going on you know about. Because mm. Punk's not turning up on Rampage. He might do it just to do a promo, but the promo doesn't forward the storyline. Nothing that goes on in, on Rampage is forwarding any storylines that anybody gives a shit about. Like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, having like Orange Cassidy on it it's not going to pull the ratings because he's going against Davari, who nobody knows who he is, really. Mm. And Sonny Kiss turning heel, who cares? Yeah. And like I care because I, because I enjoy it, and I'm like, oh, this is a great show. But nobody cares because it's not got the Blackpool Combat Club in it, forwarding a storyline. It's not got Jericho on it, forwarding a storyline. Jericho most of the times on commentary yeah. for Rampage. Like nobody gives a shit. I don't think it's anything to do with people being out on a Friday night or any of that. You know, if the DVR numbers are like massive, fair enough. But it's just to me, it's just not that they're, they're they're killing it. Just like they've you know killed off their own women's division by signing people. I mean, have we got five minutes to talk about Madison Rain? The worst professional wrestler they've signed in the last six months. I don't know anything about. Madison. So Madison Rain is an ex TNA wrestler. Ex just to, just just to jump in, guys. Like I've seriously been so out of wrestling. So like, I've not watched pretty apart from the odd snippet I've seen and when you've had it on, I've not been into it. I've just just I'm in a funk with yeah. wrestling, like big time. It's at the, the summer of funk. It is the summer of funk. Madison Rain's been hired as a coach for the female wrestlers. Right. Right. She comes out and she has a match against somebody who I can't remember. It's fucking awful. She has a, one of the worst matches I've seen Jade Cargill have 
with her. Right. And she's supposed to be a coach. Jeez. Like, what is going on? Like, the, I feel at the moment, because of everything, like the ROH stuff and all that kind of stuff, I, I think Tony Khan has obviously only got a, a certain amount of time. And he has promoted people. He's promoted Sanjay Dutt. He's promoted QT. Mm. And that guy who came from WWE, that Pat Buck. So they're a lot more hands-on with, like, creative and all that kind of stuff. So obviously the book stops with Tony Khan still, like it used to do with Vince. But it, they, they are doing a lot of mm. the more day-to-day kind of stuff. Which is absolutely necessary because he can't do it all on his own. However, these guys don't have a fucking clue what they're doing in this women's division at all. They've got such great wrestlers there now mm. who can put bangers on. Like we saw a banger we like Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa yeah. against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayder and it was great. You know, Ruby Soho can have great matches. She does on dark. Like what the fuck what the fuck's going on? And Madison Rain's getting two matches on TV and she's a coach and she's not a good wrestler. So weird. It'd be it'd be like fucking you know it's like and she she looks it's tough because she looks like those female wrestlers that you hate like those ones that she's like a Bella twin she's as bad as a Bella twin mm. like she's there just on aesthetics and no talent whatsoever when she was coming out to the ring it looked like she was completely vacant and she had no idea what was going on. But she came out as if she expected to get cheered out the building. It's like, no one gives a fuck who you I've are. I've literally never heard of her. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, that doesn't say a lot. I haven't heard of a lot of people, but I've definitely never heard of her. The way they were talking about her, and the way they were kind of talking her up on Twitter, it's like they'd signed Mickey James to be the coach. <laughs> who can actually go. Is she come from like TNA or something? Yeah, she right. Im- Impact. She, oh, okay, she's sorry. she's been in Impact for like years, mm-hmm. uh, and that tells you all you need to know, really. But but she's not she's not done very well since the start. So there is massive issues across the board with AW at the moment, mm. and it is just strange. And Punk's return was odd. Like the crowd went bananas, and it was awesome, but he didn't look great. Like people, like literally, the uh, JFO were like running into his arm, and it's like, wow, it's like it's like, it's like I'm watching fucking Ric Flair's last match again. Like it's not as bad as that, obviously. Where they're kind of doing him a solid sort. Yeah, of they're thing. they're doing they're doing it all for him. Yeah, and he's like he's putting his arm out and like the fl- you know, they're and doing the backflips. Fl- yeah. yeah, and the flipping on the fucking ramp, and it's just like, what is going on here at the moment, like. What is actually happening? You've got no direction whatsoever. The the AEW that start like when we started watching it and during the pandemic and just after the pandemic, and then all these guys started to get signed. It's a bit to, to give it a like um like a football analogy. It's a bit like they've signed a load of great players. Like let's take United for example, but they don't sign great players, so they're just a bag of shit. But say you signed a load of great players and they just don't gel together mm. and they mm. keep losing. And it's like, how do we how do we keep losing? We've got this star striker, this midfielder who's amazing, this defender, the goalkeeper's like the best goalkeeper, you know, best technical goalkeeper in the world. But some just ain't clicking. Yeah. And it and it's I think the reason why 
is since all the injuries and everything like that, is Khan had to think on the fly and couldn't book like six months in advance. I think that's why we're getting all this disjointed. Oh, Rampage now has you know swerve against somebody and. Oh, and Madison mm. Rain's now a coach, and she's having a match. And I know. There's no, yeah, there's no like. It's it's that because obviously I'm following sort of like tentatively like over on Twitter and stuff, but I think that like I just I'm not backing anybody. There's no, no. one I really care about. And well, there's what there's, there's one that I want to see doing well, but. Well, I mean, there's, there's nobody that like I'm. I need to tune in to see how they're getting on and yeah. their sort of growth and all that shit because you know like I don't know I just find it all a bit it's I personally feel and I could be obviously this is coming from someone who's not watched it for a a bit and has just seen snippets I don't believe there's that great a character development with with people and I don't know if it's because there's so many people there's only so much you can do whereas you know like WWE you know hammer home this is the person you need to care about yeah but I, I don't care about anybody no. like, at all. Like, I, I, I'm I'm completely, like, meh. And, it, and if I found out, say, if there was someone I did like and had a match, it's like, well, I might not see him for another fucking three weeks after that. This is the problem. You so should, it's you're like, what's like, the point? And this Piecemeal. It's so... Yeah. It's like, you, you know, it's that booking. Maybe it is that because of the injuries and the long-term storytelling, you know, has been straight out the window. And, yeah. and I do think that... I don't know. I just, I just, I just think that Kenny Omega was a bit of a linchpin when it came to story and character, and I do think they've suffered through not having him because I think he can tell a story. Yeah. No matter what he's given, he makes it wrestling. I yeah, don't yeah. think Moxley makes it wrestling. I think Moxley comes in, is Moxley, does his match, and fucks off. That's the perception I have. You could give him any storyline, whether he's a fucking face or a healer. Da, da, da. He never makes me care. I don't care. I feel like Moxley's a great wrestler, but he's a self-serving wrestler. He comes in and has the match he wants to have. And I feel like I'm watching a man wrestle. Whereas when I see Kenny Omega, I'm watching a wrestler playing a character really well, yeah. do a wrestling thing. And That's he does really everything in character. Like, I don't know who the real guy is at all, whereas I no. feel like I, Moxley's that guy, yeah, like he yeah. is just him. Yeah. And because of that, I don't care about any... Because I don't believe any of the... And, and the stories are just, like, inconsequential because I don't think he has stories. I think he just wrestles. Whereas I've always found, like I said, with the, the Omega I've seen, it's just more compelling. Yeah. And I think the books don't have the charisma really i think i think they've got some charisma but it's very it's very kind of practiced from years and years and years it's not natural punk obviously has a very natural charisma and he's been missing for a while but i don't know i I, it's 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 tricky but like but that's the thing it's that I'm, i'm i'm not drawn to anyone as a storyteller and I need to have it needs to be it needs to be complete fantasy for me I don't just want to watch a load of blokes who love wrestling go and put on the wrestling matches they want to do yeah I need to have some story I need to have some not, nothing stupid but I need it to be wrestling and not just it there was a great kind of thing that Mark Kermode the film critic said when 
he says his his literal quote is i have a tin ear for comedy so whenever it's a comedy film nine times out of ten he doesn't get it right but he says i can always tell the ones the ones that he tends to find shit are the ones in the interviews that the stars do they say oh we had a great time we had a wonderful time filming this and it's always like an outro like when the credits are rolling of all the outtakes look at us having a wonderful time and it's like i can tell the ones where they're having a great time because it's not as good yeah because they they're just playing and they're just having a great day and hoping to make a good film out of it mm-hmm. but a film is like baking a cake you know you've got and this is me talking a film's baking a cake it's like it might not be exactly all the ingredients you you want and you might not be making it in the way that you find the most fun, but you've got to do it. There's a formula to make something funny. You can't just all turn up like a bunch of bros on a film set and all have a laugh and yeah. just ad lib and just hope it's funny. Yeah, like yeah. some people might find it funny, but it's not a great film. It's just no. that you got fucking about. And that's what I feel like AEW is. I feel like it's a bit of a circle jerk of this person's a great wrestler, so let them go and have the match of their life. Let fucking... I don't know his name. What's his name? Cesaro's real name. Claudio. Let Claudio come in and do what he fucking likes. He deserves it. Let him come and have them. But you're forgetting a really vital element that it has to be really tight. You've got to like tell a story while you're doing it. You've got to make people give a fuck about the person who wins and the person who loses. Yep. And there has to be like a care about who wins and loses. Yep. It's not to say that the star can't lose, but if the star loses, you kind of have to care they've lost. But right now, I do think that I'm watching a bunch of bros just yeah. live their best life. Yeah, and that's and that's totally it. Because the thing for me, it's like Claudio and, and Takeshita had one of the best matches I've ever seen and nobody watched it. Mm. But I really loved it. I loved it as a match. And I can, I can forgive the non-storyline aspects if the matches are great because me personally that's what I like that's why I like New Japan because they don't really have a lot of, there's, there's no story it's just yeah yeah go for it um, you know who's the better fighter that's that's that angle and that is what I like the most but people don't like that they're not asked about that you know Daniel Bryan got beat off Daniel uh, Garcia and nobody cared like literally nobody cared and they've got a two out of three falls match now on Dynamite which Brian Danielson will probably win so what was the point in giving Daniel Garcia that win well it was to try and you know elevate him and me personally I think Daniel Garcia is fantastic but who it'd be really interesting to, to kind of pick the brain of somebody who's like watching that just because you know they liked Daniel Bryan and they go, well, who the fuck's this guy? Oh, he's a, yeah, he's a great wrestler, but he can't speak in a mic. But I, I, it's all that's the thing is it's all subjective, and there has to be a clear through line. You know, the the, the stuff that really annoys me. So the biggest annoyance for me is Danhausen. Mm. That is the biggest fucking annoyance for me because Danhausen is somebody who is insanely popular for a reason that isn't because of AEW. It's got nothing to do with AEW, why Danhausen's popular. Because he was super popular before he got there, and now loads more people have seen him, so he's even more popular. Mm. Like, he, he said in a thing that his uh, YouTube channel like doubled Shit. in subscribers since he's been on AEW. And that's great. However, if you keep pinning him, and you keep having him lose, and you keep... Because, like... 
the whole thing with like the curse thing is like, is it real? Is it not real? But now we know it's not real because he's done the curse so many times now where it's not worked. He's a joke. And the, the more times you show somebody as being a joke, then everybody will believe it. So if he gets, if he keeps getting beat and keeps getting pinned, no one's going to give a fuck about Danhausen anymore. No one's going to care. And the whole thing of like Hook coming out and all that was all great. But he had a tag team match this week, and I was like, well, okay, so it's against the Ass Boys, right? You, you're having it. Here we go. So they're against the Ass Boys, and he's got fucking Red Beard as his partner, mm-hmm. right? I don't think. Oh, and and literally, usually with AEW, is you, you know who's gonna win. You can see it. You can mm. see it coming because it's always you know, John Moxley goes against this randomer from the indie shows, and it's for a t- the title elimination match. You know, if this other guy wins, then he's going against Jericho. He's like, you know, he's not gonna win, and it wasn't a great match. Um, but Jericho against Moxley was a great match because they're. Great in rings. I I believe Moxley can tell a story as long as he's got a dance partner. Mm. If he's not got a dance partner, then it's a match. If he has got somebody like Jericho, then Jericho can't help himself and he'll put all the minutiae in that you need. So Danhausen comes out with Redbeard. They get a great pop. They're doing this match and it's like, okay, well, Eric Redbeard's like beating the fuck out of both of the ass boys. They're getting smacked around like... You know, yeah, like nothing. Danhausen gets pinned, and then at the end of the match, Billy Gunn gets in the ring and goes, "Is that it? Is that all? Is that all you're gonna? Is that all you're gonna give me? Oh, no wonder I missed the acclaimed. You two are a disgrace. They fucking won. So what does that tell? And I know, you know, I go back and forth from going, "Oh, fuck the casual fan and all this kind of stuff." But what does that tell the casual fan? Who's watching that? It says that Danhausen is a complete waste of your time. Mm. And you shouldn't be bothered. Because he's just been beat. He's had Eric Redbeard who was cleaning house throughout the match. Mm. And you've got the fucking gun club winning. And then Billy Gunn says, I'm not happy with you both. You're both crap. What does that tell you about Danhausen? I know. He's shit. That's what it tells it's you. A joke. So he should so he shouldn't be he shouldn't you know, he's, he's going to, honestly, in the next month, if they keep fucking doing this, but they won't because they're on like once a month, these guys. So you forget and it's like, oh no, Dan Housen's back, great. You know, and, and he sells them so much t-shirts and he gets such a big cheer when he comes out. Like, what the fuck are they doing with him? Mm. And then you, you've got like the women's side where like Tony Storm will pop up randomly and have a random title match that she loses with no build. And it's like that—that's the sort of thing that's really starting to grate me yeah. with AEW. Is because they've got too many people, and the, I think the miss—the misusing the ones that they have got. Yeah. Because you hardly ever see Malachi. Like he was mm. on it this week, but not wrestling. And that was a great match, that coffee match uh, between Brody and Darby. Like the finish was fantastic. Where like he, he has him choked with his own chain, lets it go, and he just falls straight into the coffin, and the lid door shuts. Perfect. It was great, and there are really great stuff on the show, but it's gotten to the point now where it it feels like the spotlight, the ones that the spotlight in, and then the rest of the show is kind of a pulled together, hmm. random thing. Danhausen 
needs to me my what I would do with Danhausen is I would have him winning matches against lower talent mm. on TV because you've got because you have to rectify the the shit that they've done to him now because he's lost every match on TV. It's bad, isn't it? That he's been in. It's just bad. I just think there's so much you could do with apart him. from like when he does a joke. You know, Hook destroys a, destroyed a guy, he tags himself in and he pins him. Mm. You know, like, he is such a popular character. It's just pathetic. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, the gun club cheated to win. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the reason why it doesn't matter is because of what happened afterwards. Because Billy Gunn was like, you two suck. You're going to have another match on Dynamite and let's see what you've got then. It's like, okay, well, if those two still stu- suck, Billy Gunn, then fucking Redbeard will never be seen again and Danhausen will be like fucking jobbing on dark. It's it honestly, it fucking winds me up. Winds no, me I, up. I'm I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I just think there's too many people and because cause I think they've signed so many people with the promise of it's great here and there's so much hype around AW or there was you know, as in, like, to the talent. Like, come here and you get what you want and you can wrestle what you want and it's blah 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 They've just got so many people that you're sort of, like, pleasing everyone, but, you know, like I say, in a really piecemeal sort of way. Yeah. And the only way you can please them is by just giving them a one-off kind of ex- ex- exhibition. I was yep. going to say expedition. Exhibition match. Yeah. And that's what's... We're getting, like, a series of exhibition matches of people every three weeks or something and then they fuck off again yeah and it's like why you know like when ruby soho got signed before they got tony storm and whoever the fuck this madison whatever she's called is like an athena an athena like but when they signed ruby soho and she was like the first big at like arguably the first big sort of female signing that they got yeah that should have been like a long term. She should have been straight in the action in a long term sort of story. Yeah. Because you've finally got someone mm-hmm. who can contend and she needs to be on it every week. She needs to be on every show. She needs to be like guest commentary, you know, for a you know, for a, a, a Brit Baker. So and I know yeah. I know they did that, but they didn't do it enough. Yeah. And you've got to build people up consistently every week to give people a reason to tune in the week after because right now the the funny the, the diff right if we're going to sort of like compare WWE to AEW and I know we shouldn't I know we shouldn't do that but I know for a fact that I can watch Clash at the Castle and I won't be surprised by anything and anybody I see no I'll see things that I, I there'll be new faces don't get me wrong that I've never seen before and I'll be like okay I don't know who the fuck that is but I won't be surprised by anything that happens on it. And that has its pros and it has its cons. For me, more cons than pros. But at least I know I can just tune in or I can tune into WrestleMania and I'm there. I'm back in it. With AEW, it's like I could tune in one week and then it's I can go oh, okay maybe I'll watch it the week after and it's it's like it's a do- totally different show. Yeah. None of the faces are there. Because you're kind of trying to give everybody their turn and you can't. Like, you, you need to... Yeah. Unfortunately, like, they probably need to just strip back. Well, that's the thing, because, you know, before they signed, like, CM Punk and then the wave of people that came afterwards, uh. 
before they signed that, they were getting over a million viewers. Now they've not touched a million for ages. That's crazy. And that, but that's the reason because mm. people are like, you know, if it, you know the 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 Moxley and Jericho match should have got over a million. Yeah. And it didn't. And it's because everything is so sporadic, and it's so. I think thrown together. I think all these injuries and everything like that have put him in a blind panic, mm. and he's like, "Well, I've got to put, I've got to pull a show together." Because before, before that, like when they were going up against NXT, and NXT was still run by Triple H, AW was the better show. Now you would be like, "No way!" That old school NXT was a miles better show because mm. it was cohesive and you knew what was going on. And it was just like, now it's just, I don't give a fuck about CM Punk versus John Moxley. I couldn't give two shits. I'm excited, because the thing is, is that it's like they, f- they throw everything at you. So you've got an All-Atlantic champion, you've got new trios titles coming. And the titles thing I don't really mind, because New Japan have got tons of titles. I don't care about that. However... When you watch a New Japan show, you're going to see everybody. Mm. And you're going to see all the people you want to see. When you watch an AEW show, it's pot fucking luck who you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Because they've got... And I, don't, I don't think it's because they've got too many people. Because you could still manage that really well. Like, you know, every week we're seeing, you know, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal and the big Satnam Singh guy. But they're not really doing anything with that. And then it's like the match will be on Rampage. It's like, well, no one watches Rampage, so who cares? If it, to me now, it's at a point where if a match is on Rampage, I'm like, well, I don't yeah. need to watch that because I know it's not forwarding anything. Mm. You know, and the thing we like, you know, using people like Sting the way they use him is absolutely perfect, and he doesn't need to be on the show every week. They need to th- really. Tony Khan needs needs to think about what he wants this to be. And I think at the moment he's he's literally in his own bra- his own mad autistic brain is pulling him like in eight different directions, and as in what he wants the company to be. Yeah. Because you can you can be pulled in eight different directions by different wrestlers, and you can be like, oh, we'll do this for you, do this for you, do this for you, do, you know. But I think in his own head he doesn't know what AEW should be. Mm. And I think he's trying to throw things at the wall and just see what sticks. But the problem with that is everybody who watches it, you know, because don't get me wrong, it's still an enjoyable show. But you've got like, um, see, I can't even remember the fucking Wardlow. You've got Wardlow with a TNT title who's hardly been on it, yeah. but comes out and does a walkout with Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal with FTR. And it's like, oh, is that? Are they going to be in the trios? No, they're not going to be in the trios tournament. So why did they do that? There's lo- there's loads of things that if you peel, if you, if you, as an objective viewer, yeah. if you peel that first layer back of AW can't do any wrong, they're the best. Because I still think, because obviously I've not, I don't watch WWE, and we and we can go into that, and we're gonna go into that in a minute. You can pull that layer back. And then underneath, there's a lot of issues and a lot of problems. Yeah. And they do a lot of them stem from the fact that they had loads of injuries. But we're three we're three weeks out from all out, and we still don't know that that's the main event. We can guess that the main event is going to be Punk against Moxley, but for me, they should have kept Punk off. But they've shoehorned Punk back into all out 
because of um, you know pay per view buys because Punk obviously sells a lot of pay per views. To me, what they what they should have done because remember that fucking Hangman feud that went on for like two years. And, it, and then oh, the, yeah. and the payoff was unbelievable and the books are out there and they just nod to him he clotheslines him and then you know and he wins the title that was fucking amazing so what what you've got now is you've got okay we want to do the moxley Jericho um title match but we're gonna do it on a dynamite because on because then on that dynamite punk's gonna come out and he's going to chant. No, what they should have done is Moxley against Jericho should have been the main event of All Out. That should have been the main event of All Out. And at the end of that, Punk comes out. Yeah. And then you do a two month build between Punk and Moxley. Or, you know, if you give it Jericho, whatever. But if, you, if we're assuming the same result, then you have your two month build to CM Punk Moxley at the next pay-per-view. Mm. That's the way they should have done it. But it's like everything is like two weeks, three weeks. It's like, oh, oh, next... Oh, you want to have a title match against me, John Moxley, next week? You got it. What? Mm. Jericho against Moxley. It's, it's like you two, arguably, you two top guys from the start. Yeah. And you're giving them a week to sell a fucking main event match on a dynamite, which was incredible. Why was that not the main event of All Out? Well, the main event of All the reason why is because they want to shoe on Punk back in. Yeah. It's like, look at, like, to, to, to reference, like, WWE. Like, we, we were like, when we went, we are like, oh, fuck, Balor's fine. Why isn't Balor on this WrestleMania? It's because they wanted to save him for the Raw after Mania. Because they didn't have anything for him, and if it, if they did bring him in, he'd just be shoehorned into something. You know, not saying that at that time it was any good because it wasn't. But there's there's certain things that you've got to do for the sake of your show, and I think you're right. Is he's doing it for the sake of the wrestlers and not for the sake of the show? Because you know, everything's an off the cuff idea. Oh, in two weeks time we've got a quake at the lake. What? the fuck's that mm. so we need oh because it's a quake by the lake or whatever we need a decent main event oh we'll do Jericho Moxley for the title but the week before we'll have Moxley go against this random indie guy for the title who nobody knows just to what's the point you're wasting your time like AW has got so many people but not a lot of time mm. to work with them mm-hmm. That's the and, biggest problem. But 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 the waste. But no, the biggest the biggest problem for me is the wasting time on dynamite. You've got time that's being wasted on a John Moxley main event against a random guy who is a big indie star. I I don't give a fuck if he's a big indie star. Like who cares about Moxley against this guy? You know this guy's not winning. Mm. You know he's not winning. So it's a waste of time. If you wanted to have a main event. For that dynamite, it should have been Moxley and Castagnoli against Jericho and Sammy Guevara. That's the main event of that dynamite because that's pushing forward to the Jericho feud. And then you've got this, like the previous Jericho feud, he walked around with an eye patch on for months, fucking months, because Jericho was trying to recruit him. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. And he and he walks around with an eye patch. There was there's videos of him doing karaoke on the Jericho cruise wearing the eye patch. Yeah. 
you know, and but now the ne- the next one is like, oh, we'll do it in two weeks, and we'll just yeah, fuck it, and we'll bring out Lionheart Chris Jericho because it's another one of Jericho's personas that he can try and get over again. I don't know. It's just it is really bad at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I honestly, I just think it's uh, even though it's an entertaining show. Yeah, it is. It is. But sometimes, unfortunately, great wrestling matches are not enough. No. And it proves it by the fact that New Japan isn't bigger than it is. Yeah. You know, obviously you can you can put the blame on the fact that there's a language barrier and it's like people don't, you know, they maybe maybe they don't want to engage in the even in like you know with the you know like English commentary because they're like oh no I hear what the wrestlers are saying I want to get bought into the wrestlers and I yeah. can't. But I think the biggest thing is that it is a purely wrestling show. Yeah. And and that's, you know, if you're into wrestling, you'll watch it. There's only a finite amount of people who are just into wrestling in terms of like your broader big audiences. Yeah. I, you ain't getting two million for that. No. I think that if I was, it's really fucking out. Do you know what? I've got to the point where, I know this sounds really bad. I just think it's all downhill from here. I just don't think it's coming back, AEW. I, I don't think it's going to get better. I think it's going to get steadily worse. Yeah. If it were me at the helm of it, I would, if I was Tony Khan, I would watch NXT London and I'd, I'd really watch it and, 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 and note how that moment kind of set a course of action yeah that i'm not saying it's because they were in the uk at all but what i'm saying is that was a really pivotal key moment for nxt it was massive it decided it really cemented who were stars and who weren't and it elevated people you didn't think were stars that then became big stars yeah and i kind of think that i would be looking at doing a uk show because it gives it gives a fresh perspective on that European or anywhere in Europe, whatever. But let's just say the UK because they're fucking wild. But it's like, I think it's a real fresh perspective of who's over, who's not, the matches people give a fuck about, the ones they're not bothered about, the people that they really want to see and take note. And, ca- and take notes, literally, and carry them forward into what you're doing. Yeah. And start making some really tough decisions about people. Because everyone's getting a go, and they don't all deserve a go. No. And they the don't all is... deserve a go. Sorry, just if no, you, if you yeah. can let me just chat yeah, for, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but like, they're all getting a turn, and they're all getting to play, but they don't all deserve to play. They all believe they do. And I think Khan, because he's such a wrestling dweeb, he likes the wrestling side of things. And he likes iconic matches. And he likes... And he's he's promised a lot of people a lot of shit that he can't really deliver for him. So he's... You know, it's that rock and hard place thing of like... And, and now Triple H is in charge of WWE. You've kind of got that in your head of like, shit, am I going to start losing some like key people here? So you start in a way his game plan is sort of it sort of makes sense because like he is legit literally spreading the risk at the moment there's no key top person who the show would be fucked without but it makes the viewing thing really tricky to watch because 
say if I was a big fan of, say if I was a huge, huge fan of Ruby Soho, huge fan, I might not see her for fucking weeks. So then what does that make me do as a viewer? I don't really care. Like, I'll just mm. catch it on Twitter when she's had her, like, fucking 10-minute women's match that they put on that she's going to yeah. lose. Yeah, yeah. If she gets anywhere close to getting the belt, she's going to fucking lose or whatever. Or, 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 you know, getting the top top prize. Yeah, yeah. But it's... He needs to streamline his talent. He needs to really look at the people who are likely to go to WWE and just let them go. Just cut the fat, trim the fucking fat, let them go. They're going to go anyway. But with people he knows are going to go, who are getting tapped up, let them fucking go. You've got enough, you've got so many people. If he was just, if he got cleaned out and he just got left with, um, I can't remember his name. Omega. I'm never going to remember his name. No, it's fine, it's gone. But if he just got left with like someone, he could make it work with that someone, whoever yeah. that someone was, who was, you know, of a certain sort of calibre. Yeah. He'd make it happen and it would be great. Yeah. Because he, he'd be able then to have some long-term storytelling and be able to actually build people up and make the audience give a shit. Right now it's like speed dating, wrestling yeah. style. Like why am I seeing Parker Bordeaux and not Miro? Yeah, why, I am I, fuck. why am I seeing, you know, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal and not Samoa Joe? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I not seeing... It's like it's like whoever the, the fresh person is, they get a month and then you never see them again. Mm. It's like, because Miro's a big, a big, to me, a big deal and he's never on the show. He's just doing vignettes of talking about the House of Black. And then if you put a... If you, Black is the one I was thinking. Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the one I was thinking. If, if you, you put, just got left with him... He could be the champion easy. Or you, you, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be fucking... Yeah. If everyone, everyone else went, CM Punk went, Brian went, fucking Jericho went, they all fucked off. They all went to WWE. Like, they wouldn't be struggling if they just got left with Black. No. It'd be, it'd be great. Yeah, because cause you, cause you'd have a streamlined thing. Because like, if they put... Alistair Black versus Miro on a paper on on All Out. Mm. Miro's not been on the show for fucking ages. Yeah. And it's like the last thing I remember him doing was a cut was his comeback match. Mm. I can't. Well, I've which I've I can't. Seen it, which so I can't I remember it. So I presume but he's that was not been weeks, on the show. Weeks ago, he's he's doing vignettes about Alistair Black. Right. And it's like, but you've not. He's not been on the show, so who cares about the match? This this is the the thing is I'm seeing people on the show that shouldn't be on it like Parker Bordeaux shouldn't be on it like I'm sorry but Sunny Kiss shouldn't be on it that fucking just just because they wanted to shoe on a trios team in mm. you know the trust busters shouldn't be on the show there's too many people that you you this is the thing like uh, they they got nine hundred seventy thousand they were getting over a million they signed everybody under the sun and now they're getting less. That's the end of the story because it's not a, it's not the same cohesive great show that it was before. And that's all I've got to say. Same. But I but I am still enjoying it. Like I still enjoy watching it. But you know they're not going to get they're not going to get back to you know they're not going to grow if if this carries on. It's the growth. They're never going to achieve growth. It's just no. going to I think get steadily worse with when it comes to viewing figures. Yeah. Yeah. If they carry no on cares. in this way. 
Right, I mean, I don't know how, how much I can be asked going through this, if I'm honest, because it's late and I'm starving. Okay, well, we can um, we can save it for another show if you want. It's all the WWE stuff, so it's literally like Return of the Gak, <laughs> Triple H re-signing everybody, got a few tweets, got a poll. Why don't we do that in the week? Yeah, we'll do we'll do like because it'll give us because the poll's still got like twenty hours left. Okay, to well go, we'll so. do a, we'll do a midweek show. Yeah, I don't mind doing it tomorrow. Like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it I another just, night. Right, right now, I'm starving, and you're not feeling it. I'm I'm not feeling talking about WWE. Nah, especially because it is a, in a positive light, and it's you know all the re-signings and all that kind of stuff. I think I wouldn't mind watching a WWE show just to see the difference and mm. to give math like SmackDown was last night, wasn't it? So maybe I should watch SmackDown well, Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe I should watch SmackDown and just like go right. This is this is you know what I thought of that. Or what, or what yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's do that. Okay, so yeah, uh, well, it's not even short and sweet. It's still a couple of hours long show. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's what needs to be changed with a uh, with a uh, fucking AEW at the moment. So thanks very much for listening to everybody. We're, we'll do we'll do them more regularly. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, f- I feel like this is going to be a precursor to a few pretty pretty good shows. The Dark Knights are drawing in, so you know what that means. In. I'll be watching more wrestling, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Summer uh, of Funk is coming to an end. That's funny. Um, so, yeah, until next time. Cheerio, motherfuckers. Next time. It's going to be a gag-heavy show.